What's up, ladies and gentlemen of YouTube, Boogie to 988, coming at you live once again through the power of that internet. And you guys are listening to the Big Stack Podcast. You might be listening Hello, to us. Might be listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, or you might be watching us here on the YouTube channel. And if wherever you are watching this, do us a favor: rate us, like us, comment us, uh, subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the feed, do whatever it is you need to do. And don't forget, we do have a Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/TheBigStackPodcast. Currently with forty-nine patrons supporting the podcast, we really appreciate you guys. Um, and uh, I'm joined as always by the folks over there at Twitch.tv/slash. Uh, big underscore breakfast. That's my friend Ellis and Jacob. Ellis, how's your week, man? My week is good. And also, I want to say, like, don't, you know, subscribe to us, follow us, all that stuff. Give us a hug. We would like a hug. Send Sus- us a hug. Yeah. That would be it, wonderful. If anything, subscribe we'll to PewDiePie. It. Yeah, absolutely. The Super Bowl is going on right now, Ellis. Why are you not watching that instead? Because... Uh, you told me if I didn't do this, you would kill my family. This is correct. Uh, but besides that, you don't really like your family, do you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jacob, how was your week, my friend? Hey, my week was great. My family didn't die, so I'm here at the podcast. Good man. Good man. I would hate to have to torture you to death. Did you play any video games, Jacob? I played a lot of video games. What'd you play? Uh, I played some uh, Rainbow Six Siege, and uh, I watched some War Groove. And I played a bunch of Magic the Gathering Arena. Mm, so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got that new set out. So uh, playing with some new cards. I'm glad that uh, Ellis's camera is reversed so nobody can see your evil message. It just looks like play to them. Oh, man. I even mm. wrote it backwards so I thought it would work. No. Nope. <laughs> it, it works in this camera. Yep, doesn't it here, dummy. It says play. It so it reverses plan. it in Zoom, and then it reverses it again on Twitch. That's dumb. I wrote it backwards. I thought I was being clever. Ugh. Ellis, Ugh. you playing games this week, Ellis? Uh, yeah, I have been watching a bunch of Wargroove. That game looks incredible. I can't wait to talk about that one. I don't um, know anything played... about Wargroove. What the hell? We'll, we'll tell you all about Wargroove. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it in a second. Yeah. Uh, I have played, well, I've watched a lot of, uh, my girlfriend plays some Kingdom Hearts. And Jacob and I played through all of Leon's campaign and most of Claire's campaign for Resident Evil Redux to the Quickening. Electric Boogaloo. That one, yes. Yeah, I love me some Resident Evil 2. I have tried to stream it. I got to like a sewer area. I don't know how far through the game that is. Like I'm in the sewer or whatever. And uh, oh, that game is a very scary time. And I guess people do like to watch me be afraid. Uh, I think there's just a lot of haters who are hoping that I'll die of a heart attack playing that game. And here's the thing. I might, so we'll see. Because uh, those games get me, man. Uh, the, the original Resident Evil, when I played those dogs, and the original Resident Evil on like PlayStation 1 terrified me then. So this remake version, you guys know I played the Resident Evil 7 on both VR and non-VR. And holy hell, uh, that game was scary. This is scarier for a lot of ways. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. The VR version, I think, was scarier than anything. But if I guess if if I'd been playing it in the dark alone, you know, with headphones on, like you're supposed to experience it, mm-hmm. I could get that. Jacob and I played it sitting next to each other in like a, a spookily lit yeah. room, and we kind of approached it the same way that we do most horror films, which is you know they're they're more funny than they are scary most of the time. Right. And uh, that's not to say it wasn't a good game. We right. really enjoyed it. We liked it a lot. But we were laughing at a lot of the stuff. Like, why did they construct the police station? With uh, doggy doors everywhere. Well, they had a canine unit. My question is, why does it have a yeah, f- clock think... tower in it? The well, clock so... tower I get. The clock tower I get. I don't. Because the, the police station used to be a museum. And that's their, like, 
checkbox excuse for well, all, all museums the have doggy doggy doors in it. My my thing is is yeah, it used to be a museum, but why would a museum have moving <laughs> statues? Why would why any building have, have weird statues? medallion puzzles? What right. was up with that? And so once again, this is one of the things I like to mock these boys for. You are upset about medallion puzzles, okay? But the zombies, that's just normal to you. You don't have a problem with zombie dogs. You have have given me this world, right? And you've been like, look, here are the rules of the world, okay? It is basically like your existence. It's basically like Earth. It's like your universe. Everything else is the same. People have cars. They go to jobs. There are traffic signals. Gravity works. But there is a zombie outbreak. That's the difference, right? Everything else is the same. That's the difference. No, because because also in this world, police stations have medallion puzzles and clock towers and stuff, okay? And there's a giant monster named Mr. X who looks like Buff Inspector Gadget knocking down walls. Kool-Aid man. No, he never says any Kool-Aid says. Yeah, yeah, he's Buff Inspector Gadget. With the hat. We all kind of individually came up with our own names. Wait, did you did you leave his hat on? No, I I shot his hat off. Oh, okay. First thing I did, yeah. yeah, I shot him like twenty times in the face because I didn't know what it was. I've never played the game before. I, had no, I was like, "Oh my god, I have to kill this thing!" No, you can't. Um, hey, so here's the thing, by the way. I actually stole that joke, and I want to give him full credit for that joke. Uh, Buff Inspector Jack Gadget. I actually stole that from a YouTube channel, which you should go subscribe to right now. It might be the best YouTube channel coming up. It's, it's called PewDiePie. No, it's uh, <laughs> subscribe to PewDiePie. Hashtag subscribe to PewDiePie. Uh, but uh, girlfriend reviews. Have you guys? Either of you guys seen that channel? No, no. Oh my God, go watch it like immediately. Like unsubscribe to our channel and make room for their sub because it is so good. But it's this girl who is reviewing the video games her boyfriend plays. So like she did Bioshock and she actually played through Bioshock, but other games like um, Last of Us, she's like, so this isn't a review of Last of Us. This is a review of what it's like to live with somebody who's playing Last of Us. And it's really interesting because... She's like the player two, and she like gets to watch the game. So she talks about what it's like to watch somebody else play this game, and whether or not I can hold your interest. And um, like The Witcher three, she said you you really it was really hard to watch because he would go do these stupid side quests, and I wanted to hear the main story. But in Last of Us, it was almost all main story, so it was super fun to watch, right? Um, and I don't know, it's just like a really interesting perspective. She'll talk about like how repetitive the noises are if you're in the other room. Yeah, and they're, oh, yeah. that sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah, they're really great. So go support girlfriend reviews. Tell them that we gave them a big shout out too on our podcast with like eight thousand listeners. They have like eight thousand listeners for their stream right now. But whatever, who cares? <laughs> um, so what are we doing? Okay, so we got we got some gaming news today. I thought we would start with a weird question though, because uh, I, I asked you guys on Twitter if you had any weird questions for us. So we had one, Jacob. What was the wording for it? I, I want to get it right. The wording. The wording for the question about video game world you could live oh. in. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I might, I might I look it. that up on Twitter real quick. What was the question they asked exactly? If you woke up tomorrow in a video game, what game do you think you would have the best chance of survival in? So, obviously, there's a way to, like, game the system here and just pick, like, a very calm, relaxing kind of game with little to no um, danger. Uh, but I don't think that's the most interesting way to answer this. I think so. Survival, right? You can't pick something like so. My, my first thought was right, Stardew Valley, but you can't right. pick Stardew Valley because in Stardew Valley, presumably, you play a human and humans die eventually, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can die in that game. Yep. 
Okay. As far as I know, Kirby's immortal. I was gonna, I was going to say right. Kirby just because I like to eat, and there's so much food in that universe. There's a lot of food in that universe, right? Now, you do have to, like, fight for your right to party, but <laughs> I don't think he dies. No. I mean, he does, he does Unless, have lives, though. Like, he has lives. He can be killed, but I don't think he ages. There okay. is there is no it, there is no death in Playboy the Mansion. Just what so you're know. still a human and humans age, I assume. You're not like a not weird. not according to those game rules, you can play that game for a million hours and you never age. Hmm. And if you hmm. have to die, don't you want to yeah. live Hugh Hefner's life first? Mm. I don't think so. Nah, I, probably I, not. I, I, I don't know. I guess do. he's really rich. I definitely do, but you I know. like money. I like I, money. It sounds sweet, but I don't know. I, that, it sounds boring. Yeah, like I feel like it would lose its luster pretty quickly. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I was gonna say a game like uh, maybe Halo, where you uh, hold on, listen. All right, no, I'm ready. I'm no, ready. Listen to my reasoning. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Whenever you play Halo online, if you die, you just respawn, right? So you're not like dying, clearly. But you are dying, right? No, you're not. No, How you're do you not know that's dying. not like a different Master Chief that's coming in there. They've Wait, got, how like, would it be a different Master Chief? They've got like 40 that, of those backups loaded up, you know? On there's like one body. Master Chief. There's only one Master Chief. The Master Chief has never died. But I've died as the Master Chief. No. No. Oh, you don't understand how video games work. Okay, so you don't understand okay. timelines, okay? So if you ever, oh. Yeah, so like if you die in a video game, that ends the timeline for the death, but then you rewind to the timeline where you did not die, which is the correct timeline. So there's only one timeline, the one where Master Chief lives, okay? So you're saying every game is Prince of Persia? Every game is actually Prince of Persia. Oh. Okay. We, we solved it. Mm -hmm. We solved it. You see, I'll take my check, please. Imagine, imagine the Halo universe is a giant Plinko board from, um, or like a, a from Plinko. Yeah, pl from, from Plinko. The game from Plinko. From uh, <laughs> you're killing me. From the killing game. Me. From Bob Price's Barker's Burgers. Freaking right, Bob Barker's Burgers. <laughs> Spade and neuter your pets. Um, and so every time you hit a peg, that ends up you ending up one of the dying holes. Then you got to go back to the top of the board. But when you don't. When you hit the right pegs and you end up in the beat the game category. Now, Master Chief will die one day narratively, and that's something you have to consider. His death will be written. People that are really into pegging, like, find the Pachinko subreddits by mistake? Uh, or, like, the Peggle subreddits? Do you think there's ever, like, a crossover of that oh, Venn diagram? Right. You think maybe they just like they like both things because they just live that lifestyle? I mean, yeah, maybe. A aesthetically, they like Peggle. They just like pegs. Yeah. They, they have like clothes pegs. They hand dry all their laundry. <laughs> it's time for another Peggle game, EA. I know you haven't uh, figured out a way to sell me $20 skins in it, so that's why you don't have it. But can we just get another good? Can we just get another fucking good Peggle game? Is that a thing we can do? The only Peggle game that I played uh, was an add-on in World of Warcraft. I never actually, <laughs> yeah. like, played an, its own separate Peggle game. I just had an add-on, and it would just pop up, and I would just play it while I was flying somewhere or yeah. waiting for everybody to uh, get back to a raid if, after we wiped. If you do sign up for EA's premium service or um, oh whatever that's called, like the EA Access, EA Origin, whatever, I do yeah. have EA Origin, where I pay the five bucks a month so that I can get access to all of their 10-hour demos so I don't have to buy their games because they don't send me codes because they know I don't like their uh, monetization. So, 
Um, and they're just going to complain about them, so they're not going to give me free shit to complain about their stuff, right? You know. Um, though I, they, actually, they did give me Battlefield Five codes. I'm not going to argue with that. That was actually really nice of them. So it wasn't like you know somebody high up at EA. It was somebody who was a fan of mine. But anyway, long story short, um, I do pay for that five dollars a month access, so I get to play ten hours of most of the games, which is enough for their live services games for me to know whether or not I like it. And it's probably a waste of money because that's how much a year? It's a lot. It's like sixty dollars a year. Sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah, so it's like a video game a year. Like the price of a game. But I get to play like 10 games, so it's That's not the worst. Nice. Now, the premium $15 a, a service model, they changed it because EA Access originally was pretty much all those games for free and all the demos for free and the 10-hour demos for free. And now I don't even know what the premium even gives you. I don't know why they changed it to a $15 a month upgrade because that's more than I'm paying for any other live service. So it's insane. I'll bet it gives you like an Avatar skin. Yeah, I like the cool hat. I liked the five dollar business model. I don't like the fifteen dollar business model. I think that's mm -hmm. insane. I think you do you do definitely get Anthem and you do get to play Anthem, I guess, earlier than other people. Okay. All right. Yeah. I know you've got a I you've got something man, that, prepared, don't dude, you? Dude, that chart, man, I'm I'm mad about that fucking chart. That talk about some horse shit from a company trying to just trick people into buying their game by saying, hey, like, listen, give us more money. Otherwise, you're going to fall behind. Look at this chart. And, like, you're on this line right now. And look how many X's are in that line. Look how much of the time you don't get to play the video game. You should probably give us more money for the same fucking video game so you can play it four days early. Seven, a week seven, early. Seven days time, early. Seven days right? early. And that's... You're not getting right. to play it early. You're you're not having to play right. it late. That's, and that's what it actually is. And that's the thing that really bothers me. A lot of people who are defending this practice say, Boogie, don't you understand? This is a staggered release, okay? Uh, the official launch date is the 22nd. This is early access, okay? But the problem is, with these online service games, uh, they, the, the early access launch date is the day that everybody starts to get to play. So when you join the game on time... There's thousands, millions of people who've already leveled up to max level, who've already doing high-end content, who've already experienced it for the first time. And most people, if not all people, want to be part of that experience. I want to be yes. the first person to take down the big mob. I want to be the first person to go on that raid. I want to be the first person to get that achievement. I want to be able to explore it. I don't want spoilers. I don't want to hear what happens in the story. I don't want to hear what that boss fight is like. I don't want to spend a week waiting to do that you're not getting early well then pay for early access boogie no that should be the standard edition nobody should have to spend extra money or sign up for an extra service to get to play the day the the, the game the day that everybody else gets to play the game that's that's it. or alternatively right. prove to me that your game is up worth a hundred dollars did you make a hundred dollar game is there so much content in your game that i need to give you a hundred dollars for it instead of the industry standard of sixty dollars fine prove it to me and i will pay a hundred dollars for a game that's fine but you need to prove it to me you you're relying on tricks to get extra money out of me is that's all you're doing you're relying on the weakness of people to say well i don't want my friends to be higher level than me i want to experience the game with my friends so i guess i need to pay them extra money for exactly the same product but we're also saying i don't want to spoilers and that's one of the biggest things here because there's not this game is not exclusively about story it's mostly about the live service and the loot grind but it does have a story it is a bioware developed game even though it doesn't feel like dragon age or something like that it is going to have story elements that i don't want spoiled so yes i have to play it 
the day it comes out. Or I guess I have to play it early because otherwise there's a thousand YouTube videos in my feed talking about this raid, talking about this story plus, talking about this item, talking about this boss. You could just not get on the internet, Boogie. I mean, you don't have phones, do you? (laughs) It's so frustrating. Now, I I will give credit where credit is due. That chart was nowhere near as complicated as the one I'm going to link to you guys on Facebook right now. The Watch Dogs release chart was an abomination. What the fuck is this? There were so. This is a spreadsheet. It is a literal spreadsheet in order to understand, okay? Because there was, for Watchdogs, a standard edition, a deluxe edition, a gold edition, the San Francisco edition, the Wrench Junior Robot edition, and the Return of Dead Set Collector's Case, okay? And so, these are the options that you may or may not have gotten in that the game, deluxe pack, season pass, lithographies, map of San Francisco, Dead Set themed laptop stickers, Marcus figure, Marcus scarf and cap replica, Arca, uh, exclusive 64 page art book, Dead Set art, Marcus figurine, Wrench Junior Robot, okay? It is, and then there was, I believe, if I remember correctly, exclusive DLC determining whether or not you bought it on um, digital download or like paper download. And then like the PlayStation Four got early access to, to to the different stuff, and it 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 was a much bigger cluster fuck for sure. That doesn't change the fact that what EA here is doing is a staggered release, and it cost more to get in earlier. And that's silly. And then another thing a lot of people don't realize when we talk about this, apologize. Another thing they don't realize is the reviews will probably, possibly, potentially could be embargoed until the, quote, release date, end quote. So the EA is asking you to pay to get access a full week before their potential embargo might be up. So you can't possibly see the reviews before purchasing the game. And that is also another just shady business practice. And a lot of you guys get mad when I complain about these shady business practices. Oh, Boogie, you're just doing outrage culture. You're just doing outrage gaming stuff. What I'm doing here is I've been playing video games for a really long time. This is a YouTube video coming up later in the week. I've been playing video games since I used to have to go to an arcade and pluck quarters into Pac-Man to play it. The thing was, I would take $3 to an arcade and play for two or three hours, okay? We're in an age where you pay for a $20 skin. We're in an age where $20, when I was a kid, would have bought me two days worth of enjoyment in most arcades. Uh, so I, I wanted to talk about that as well. So that, that screenshot that everybody's referencing that has the, the prices for the store uh, isn't a finalized thing. Not that I'm trying to defend it because the reason that it's not a finalized thing is they want to hide the prices for as long as possible and trick a bunch of people into buying their game before it comes out. And then they see the store and realize, oh, this all of this shit costs a third of the price of the game for a single skin. Yep. Yep. So they're, they're, they're trying to hide that information. That's the reason they're doing it this way. Right, and so now, I, I've but, seen one YouTuber theorize that screenshot is from a video that was designed to show EA or show stockholders. And that's a theory. I don't know where that screenshot is from. And that maybe they had put inflated numbers there to excite stockholders or EA. Like, this is what our store could potentially look like at these potential prices. And, like, obviously EA would be like, oh, $20 skins, that's great. It doesn't, so, it doesn't change the fact that EA might very well like that and tell them to do that. If, if it's just a placeholder number, then you could put $1. You could put $0.50. Cents, you could put a nickel. You could put whatever you wanted there. You went with a very large number. Why do you think they went with a very large number, Jacob? Well, 
I, I mean, uh, the theory that I've heard about that is that uh, somebody, whenever they went to do the game capture play day or whatever, a content creator, uh, they had that screenshot or a screen grab of that store and they weren't supposed to release it. It was under embargo. They specifically told everyone who got all of this footage, uh, here's the stuff that you're allowed to release. And that wasn't on the list and somebody released it anyways. Mm. I don't know if that's true. I have no idea. But what I want to talk about here is that people are complaining about like the price of a skin costing one third of the game or whatever. It doesn't matter how much it costs, right? The game is a $60 game. The content, the story content going forward, according to EA, is free. The way they monetize this game is with these microtransactions. Micro is a strong word. But it's a macro transaction. It's a macro transaction at that point. So here's the thing. If you buy the game and the game is good and you like it and you've paid $60 for it, but everything in the store is way too much money, you don't buy it. You just simply you simply don't buy it. If their plan to monetize this game is with these microtransactions and nobody buys them because they're way too expensive, then they will drop the price because yeah, nobody's going right. to buy it. Right. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing. And so I don't know. So, like everyone, I under I understand the outrage. I understand why everybody would look at that and go, "That one skin costs a third of the price of your game. That's ridiculous. Don't buy it." When you look at the statistics, and I sat through a few seminars now at this point, and a lot of YouTube videos repeating these seminars. When you sat through these seminars, you know, allow the whales to fund your game. They the statistic of ninety five percent, ninety eight percent, ninety nine percent of your players do not purchase these microtransactions in these mobile games and these other games. And um, when you look at a game like Fortnite, I think that probably breaks the mold. Uh, but the burden does fall on a small percentage of your players. And that small percentage of your players tend to be people who have addiction issues. They tend to be people who have collecting issues, the issues with spending money to buy every amiibo like me. Uh, or uh, people have uh, gambling issues where they love to spin that wheel in that mobile game or they love to open that loot crate. And there are case studies that you'll see on Reddit, uh, people who've opened up and talked about their history where they spent ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 playing the same video game. Then you got a lot of kids who will borrow mom's credit card that don't even really have an understanding of what $20 is worth. And they just want the cool skin and they want to look cool. They'll do that in Fortnite a lot. And again, I'm a little more lenient towards Fortnite because Fortnite is free to play. Angry Joe said something really interesting about Anthem. He gave advice to EA that was really smart. He's like, you don't want to launch these skins here at the beginning. Because no one's going to buy those skins at the beginning. Only some really crazy, stupid people maybe are going to buy a $20 skin day one. What you want to offer early on is the cheap stuff, the easy skins, the simple skins, the, 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 the dollar stuff, the $2 stuff, because people are just now getting into the game and occasionally they'll pull the trigger with that. What you want to do is you want to wait until the largest port of your audience has moved on. YouTubers have moved on. I mean, they've gone on to another game. They've gone on to the next thing. And the people who really, really love your game, who really love Anthem, that'll be playing it a month from now, two months from now, six months from now, two months from now, that's when you introduce the $10 skin that looks really cool, that has special effects, that is neat stuff. 
And so I can understand it, right? that. Right? And because right? that person That's... is entrenched, he's been getting value. He's put a thousand hours into your game. He doesn't mind spending ten more dollars. And then six months down the road, that's when you introduce the epic skin, the twenty dollar skin, the crazy thing. That guy's gotten five thousand, ten thousand hours out of your product. He doesn't mind spending money. That's I, I that, understand you know? that argument. I think that that is a that is a good argument. Um, and I understand where Angry Joe is coming from. Here's why I think that it has a, a flawed premise. It implies that EA thinks people will play their game for six months. And whether the game is good or not, I'm not trying to you know, throw shade at Anthem. Whether the game is fantastic or not, I don't think EA, the people that make those decisions, they don't know or care whether that game is going to retain people for six months because they have realized that they don't actually have to make good games. Right. They don't have to retain people to follow that business model that would make people a lot happier and maybe even make them more money in the long run because they can make a shitload of money doing it in this horrible microtransaction-y way immediately, right? Because now they don't ever have to spec on whether a game is good or not. They don't have to have people in charge of determining if their game is fun, if it's playable, if right. people will like it. They just have to have people who are in charge of marketing, which is something that companies have been doing for a, a lot longer and are way, way better at. It's a proven model. What's interesting about it is, so you have, so I, I've experienced this directly with a developer for EA who worked on Battlefront 2, and we've talked at great length um, and in those conversations, he has basically said that what it was work to what it was like to work on Battlefront Two was a constant give and take with EA, EA putting as much pressure on them to a get the game done quickly, b to get it done on time, c for it to look amazing, d for it to play well, and e for it to be monetized in a way that would aggressively get people to purchase, raising the percentage of people that would pay and the amount that each person that would pay how much they would spend. And so, again, you, you try to come up with things like um, collector's editions. No, you know what's really popular for Overwatch is loot boxes. You know what else Overwatch does? Overwatch also does um, uh, loot boxes, and, and, it, and then all the DLC is free. We're going to give them free DLC as long as we're making money, and, and we'll give them loot boxes, and they'll spend a lot, of, and a lot of people love loot boxes, right? Well, we don't want to do loot boxes. We want to. Do, well, it doesn't matter what you want. Doesn't matter what you want. We're EA. We're the publisher. We're the ones pulling the strings. We're the ones funding the game. You got to do what we want you to do. All right. Well, let's see if there's a compromise. Let's see if there's a compromise. And I guarantee that the people at Bioware, if they could speak, if someone had the the gall to speak with me the way somebody at, at Star Wars Battlefront Two did. Um, they would explain that they are in the exact same situation. We want this game to be good. We we put our heart and soul into this game. We are so excited to create a game that has some inclusivity in it because that's something I believe in. And the gameplay is fun and the world is fun. You feel like Iron Man when you're flying around and we're working hard on the servers and we're, we're working hard on the content and the DLC. But EA has forced us to take an entire team to dedicate itself to creating DLC that we can sell for as much as possible in microtransaction store. And at least we compromise we managed to make it cosmetic and at least we compromised we tried to bring the price down at least we compromised but there's only so much we can do and it's interesting because i spoke very briefly with ed boone about mortal kombat 11 and the microtransactions and i went in with the knowledge with the feeling that obviously ed knows he has to compromise with warner brothers and so it never really came up and we never really talked about it but i did slide into his dms and i told him like you know i know you're doing a pre-order character 
and you got a lot of slack last time for doing a pre-order character. Look at how, um, look at how uh, Nintendo did Piranha Plant. Not a pre-order character, but a early adopter bonus. See how much better that plays. You see the PR difference. It achieves the same thing, but it's a PR difference. And Ed really listened to that, and he really thought it through. I don't know if that could ever happen because I don't know if Ed gets to make the final decision. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. It, it could. That's, one, that's right. one of the problems in those situations. Is is you, Bioware wants to make the best game they possibly can, but uh, EA wants to make the maximum amount of money money that they possibly can, and EA is always going to win. Yeah. yeah. And because I'm afraid, and I'm afraid that if this game is not absurdly, absurdly successful, billions with a B, billions of dollars of revenue, I think this would be the end of Bioware as we know it, and that would be a real shame because they've made some really amazing stuff. I don't know if this is the the stuff that they're forced to create now. Then maybe it's good if that's the end of Bioware as we now know it. I want a return of Bioware from a while ago, not not yeah. as we know it now. And I want to yeah. return to Bethesda, and I want to return to whatever. The worst part about it is it's, it's interesting because Ravnica. there's so many people who try to get the live, live services thing right. And there are ways to do it. Like, uh, Jacob, you are playing Rainbow Six Siege earlier this week. Yeah, I play it uh, every week. Right, and, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, there, there, are, so, there are situations where they get it right. Yeah, um, that, that game, I pay $30 a year. And I get every character that comes out, and then uh, even if I didn't pay that $30, uh, I would get every map that comes out. They only gate characters. Right. And, and that's... there's already a lot of characters in that game. So if I even if I didn't get a character, it wouldn't be the end of the world. I mean, I probably... For a game that you play as much as that game, that sounds totally reasonable to me. Yep. I, yeah. I, I personally, uh, since Magic the Gathering Arena is a entirely free-to-play game, and the vast majority of my friends play it entirely free... I have made myself a deal. I will spend money every new expansion. I'll buy a gym pack, maybe the $100 gym pack, depending on how much I like that set. And I will use that gym pack to draft. And I have I spent $200 now on Magic the Gathering Arena, which is a ridiculous amount of money. But considering I play it for like an hour or two every single day since it was in alpha, I feel like I'm supporting the game so that other people can play it for free. And I feel comfortable and happy doing it. It's free download. And I have trouble spending that kind of money in that game because I use the money to draft and play sealed, and the money goes such a long, long way because I'm relatively good at the game. And so I, I'm willing to pay for Magic the Gathering Arena. What I'm not willing to do is spend $60 on a game or buy the premium edition for $90 so that I can log in and have a store tell me that there are epic skins available today if I would like to spend X amount of dollars, 5 10 15 20 whatever they turn out to be. That's... Gross. It's just gross. That's just it gross. Is gross. And yeah. it's a shame because Anthem, I, w I did not play the Anthem beta this weekend. I might still yet because it goes on till tomorrow. Um, but I've watched people play it over the weekend and it looks so much more stable and so much better. And I loved what I did play. And so I'm excited to play more and I want to try more of the Javelins and I want to try the game and I might even purchase it. I'm, I, I, I probably will purchase it to stream it. And if it turns out to be gross... I'm going to complain dramatically about it, you know, because it is a fun like, game. It is a fun game. Just please don't be gross about this stuff, you know? Yeah, it, it takes away from it, right? When you play a game like Breath of the Wild, it feels like the people that made it had a vision for it. They had a passion for making it. They had an idea of what they wanted to create. 
And when you play games like Anthem or any of these games that get so, I don't know, twisted by their monetization models, it feels like any vision that maybe was once there is completely lost. It's, it's impossible to see it because it's all wrapped up in this online controversy. It's wrapped up in $20 for a skin. It's wrapped up in this absurd chart. Why, is your, why do I need to look at a chart for when I get to play a game? Right. And yeah, so, it's unacceptable. And so a lot of Anthem fans this week have complained and they said, Boogie, you're damaging this game. No, it ain't me. <laughs> It ain't me. It's EA. And I am going to talk about this, and I'll tell you why. And this is the video that I'm going to make later in the week. Because I know for a fact EA still watches my videos. I know because I get DMs. I know because I get emails. I get press releases sent to me because I talk about this stuff, okay? And since they are listening, I talk. Because if you are an Anthem fan right now and you talk, they may not hear you because you don't have the same voice that some of us YouTubers do. I complain about Anthem in these videos not to damage the game, but to fix it, to help it, to make sure that the folks at BioWare know how we feel about this and know uh, so that hopefully, and uh, you know, here's the thing, they respond too, that's the best part about it, they respond on Reddit, they respond to us directly, it's such an important part of the job. And so, yeah, I do like the fact that people watch the videos, and yes, I do make money from those videos, but if EA doesn't put out a gross screen cap that makes it look like they're going to have an in-game store with $8 emotes in it, then I'm not going to have anything to complain about, so I'm just going to blow up in the game and say how much I love it instead. So just don't do gross stuff. And if you do watch my videos where I complain about these microtransactions, I do still talk about the good of the game. I know not every YouTuber does, but I do. I always talk about, I talked about the beta, and I talked about how much fun and how much how cool it was to play, uh, I feel like Iron Man. And just I talk about that stuff because it's important to talk about that stuff. I want you to have a, a, a balanced view of the game, but you're never going to convince me that I shouldn't complain about this stuff if I don't like this stuff, and I'll, and and the Reddit army doesn't like it, and, and, and Twitter doesn't like it, and my audience doesn't like it, and my fans don't like it, and I agree with them. Of course we're going to talk about it. Of course we're going to talk about it i i think the word complain um has a, a very negative connotation it's closer to a critique i know that your yeah. tone is is uh you you have a character about the way that you critique these things but that's what it is you're you're critiquing a situation a choice that people made about a game that is critiquable it is not a good thing and people on the whole seem to agree now this a lot of this is based on actual speculation of a screenshot that probably doesn't exist anymore, but we don't know. What and that that's one of the other problems is people feel invested in in the game because they have pre-ordered it and they want it to be good, and uh, they've already invested and and spent their money on the game, and it's kind of sight unseen. N not at this point. Now people have like done the demo versions and they they have like a good idea, but um, at the time, like pre-ordering games is. Uh, is a dangerous game. It just yeah. tells companies like EA. I mean, it's what you were talking about earlier, Ellis, where uh, they have figured out that their business model is a lot more profitable in the short term by not determining whether the game is good or playable. They just market the hell out of it and then trick people into pre-ordering it. And then whether it's good or not, it kind of just comes out and then people complain about it and then they move on. Right. But so I was watching uh, Clint Price Gaming uh, yesterday on YouTube and he was talking about Far Cry New Dawn and um, how they're trying to kind of turn Far Cry into a live service as opposed to a... Uh, oh, really? Well, kind of. It's the, okay. the the new Far Cry is very much an RPG rather than just a fun shooter. It's interesting. They've made some pretty big changes according to his video. Haven't played okay. it myself. Look forward to playing it myself. But 
Um, they're talking about how they're trying to get some of that live service money and how, you know, Fallout can compete because in the first five days, it'll earn as much as Destiny did in the first five days, except Destiny continued to go on to make a buttload of money every month where Far Cry doesn't. And so if you get people to play Far Cry for a longer period of time to play the arcade mode, the multiplayer mode, uh, you slow roll the expansions and you give them a lot of more content, you continue to get them to come back to the game, they become more entrenched and they're more likely to buy skins and stuff for their characters, especially in a multiplayer format, and how they're just trying to get a little bit of that money. And here's the thing, you are right to some extent that that front load is very important, but for a live service game like Anthem, they are definitely looking to hold on to as much as they can. And I've heard the statistic of 30%, you know, they were retained. Uh, the, from the initial sales, they, they like to target 20 to 30% of the initial buy-in. And if they can get those people to continue to play, and then 5% of those people buy microtransactions moving forward, yeah, now we're talking real money, millions and millions and millions of dollars every month, and this will keep Bioware open, and it'll keep a few teams open, and it'll keep the stockholders happy. So that is always the goal with these games. They do want that front-load money, and as much of it as they can. But then the addictive quality settles in, and they want those people to spend so much time playing the game that they become entrenched, and when they are entrenched players like we are entrenched with Magic, they can count on our sales. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, but... let's talk a little bit about, uh, there's two other things I wanted to bring up. Number one, did you see Ubisoft's regrettably, but still almost funny to me, email uh talking about the division I get to be explained too i can't wait this is great um it's bad it's bad they had an email that went out saying if you want to come play the division two's beta and see what a real government shutdown looks like you can play it on this oh boy <laughs> that's a spicy meme boys <laughs> Oh, my God. Now, Ubisoft is also a company that says, we don't like to get political. We went into America for Far Cry 4, and we still didn't get political in that game. Hmm. And this is the company that's like, well, you want to see what a real shutdown looks like, boys? <laughs> wow. Yeah. My, my, my favorite screenshot is somebody's oh. inbox with that email, and then immediately after a second one, with the title of we we're uh, apologize for the regrettable email we previously <laughs> sent. Yeah, I mean, I personally thought it was pretty funny. Uh, I, I you, that's how you want to sell your game, sell your game like that. I don't have a problem with it. Be sassy, I guess. Yeah, I'm just saying, wow, you got some balls on you. Extremely <laughs> fucked up. Woo, I like it, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm fine if that's how you want to sell your game. Sell your game that way. I don't have a problem with it. Free speech, man. I don't think it's going to sell games the way you think it's going to sell games, though. That's what I'm saying. Then let's talk about freedom of speech one more time. Let's talk about this uh, Metro Exodus interview that took place. So oh, for those of you who don't yeah. know what's happened, there's the Epic Store. Uh, the folks who make Fortnite have an Epic launcher, and that launcher has now become a store. So not only can you buy Fortnite-related stuff, but you now can buy other games. And I have actually lauded quite a bit of the uh, things they are doing there. They're giving a much better split financially to developers, 18% versus 30% over there at Steam. That's pretty cool. Uh, yep. And then on top As of that, they're giving the away free... Oh, yeah, right, like their percentage okay. take, right. And then they're also giving away a f couple free video games a month, and that's pretty cool, too. You could get mm -hmm. Subnautica for free. That's a fun game, and that's a big game, and that's a free game. That's neat. So I like some of the things that Epic is doing, and, and some of it's worth downloading the Epic Launcher. 
Um, one of the things they're doing that I dislike is they are bribing developers to create timed exclusivity. And that's, I don't mind exclusives in some way. Let's say God of War, which is developed by Santa Monica Studios. Uh, the folks over at Sony paid to fund God of War to create something new, right? We want you to take the God of War franchise and we want you to build a new game out of it and we will pay for that game and then we'll both reap the benefits. When you use your platform to create something new and you want to keep it for yourself, I understand. But when Xbox bought Tomb Raider timed exclusivity from Square Enix and Square Enix was going to release it on the other platform, that's a little more shady. I don't like that. So in this case, Metro Exodus was for sale on Steam for a while. You could pre-order the game on Steam for a while, and for those of you who are not familiar with the Metro series, it is a PC darling because it often is optimized for PC and looks incredible on PC. You can play it on console, boy, but it does not look near as good as it does on a high-end PC. So PC gamers love the Metro series because they are gorgeous and they're fun. So a lot of players who've been using Steam for 5 years, 10 years, 20 years we're excited to purchase it on Steam where their entire gaming library is. And in the last minute, Epic bribed the developers of Metro Exodus to get a timed exclusivity on their store. Now, if you pre-ordered it on Steam, they will still allow you to play it on Steam. That's fine. But if you hadn't pre-ordered it from that surprise announcement at that point, two weeks before the launch of the game, you could no longer buy it on Steam. And you can't wait for the reviews and buy it on Steam. You have to buy it on the Epic Store. Now, it will come out on Steam a year later. But most people aren't going to wait. And most people Why are... Why fucking right. bother at that point? So a lot of Steam players are furious. A lot of players who would not who don't want to download a separate, separate launcher are furious. And they're, they're very much not, not happy about this. Now, the good news is if you do buy it from Epic now, which is the only way to play it if you want to buy it on PC... Um, it's $10 cheaper. They pass the savings on to the rest of us, so it's 50 bucks to get it there. If you buy it on console, you're going to spend 60 bucks. So that's a pretty good deal, I guess, saving 10 bucks. If that's where they stopped, and you could still buy it on Steam, I would have been happy. I would have been supporting them. I would have applauded that. That would have been amazing. But it's now a timed exclusive. Now, the reason we're bringing this back up, because this is old news, is because a developer of the game, during an interview, threatened gamers saying that if they boycotted the epic release of Metro Exodus, then if there is another Metro game, we won't develop it for PC. Yeah, that's a weird fucking hill to try and die on, my dude. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> if you don't buy our game, we won't let you buy our game. Yeah. That's the, like, you can't fire me, I quit argument. Right. <laughs> Now, number one, if you go read this review, number one, I've only ever seen it translated from Russian, so it probably loses something in the translation. Secondly, uh, along with his translation, um, it is clear he's just a very frustrated person who does not understand why players are upset. He goes on to say, look, if they're not willing to download, take a few seconds out of their day to download the launcher, then they don't care about the Metro series. They probably weren't going to be customers anyway. They probably don't care about video games. They probably don't care about our games. They're not our customers. Screw them. 
Okay, the real people will go wherever we put our game. The real people won't mind taking two minutes to download a launcher. That seemed to be his general premise. I don't and, know. The real people have got to be feeling kind of insulted now, though, right? Right. It's, like it's, maybe it's, they're not right. going to be real for much longer. Right, and it's and that's really that's really kind of stupid. So if we throw away this potential threat, it just shows that this particular interviewer was fairly out of touch. Well, the good news is, and this is why I wanted to talk about it today, we have now got an apology, which is great. I, I think that's fine. Uh, today, Metro Publishers, Deep Silver, owned by Coke Media or Cock Media, Coach C O K O C H, I don't know, posted a message on the game's social media accounts which said the individual developer's views do not reflect Deep Silver 4A games and that a PC version will always be at the heart of the plans for future Metro games. He says the, review, the, view, uh, the views reflect the hurt and disappointment of a passionate individual who has seen what was previously nothing but positive goodwill towards his work turn to controversy due to a business decision he had no control of. We respectfully ask that any and all valid feedback over this decision is directed to Coke Media, Deep Silver, and not the developers at 4A Games. He said uh, it reiterated that the decision to move Metro Exodus from Steam to the Epic Store was made by Coke Media, Deep Silver alone, um, and that you shouldn't take it out of the developers. And I am always for that. Don't ever take yeah, it out of the developers. Why would you ever take it out of the developers? They don't make the business decisions. They develop the game. Um, and they say our decision to partner with Epic Games was based on the goal of investing in the future of the series and our developmental partners at 4A Games. We have every intention of continuing this franchise, and a PC version will always be at the heart of our plans. So uh, discounting, especially with this apology, you can easily discount any threat. But I think it's so frustrating that they don't understand that I already have a Ubisoft launcher and Steam and um, uh, Origin. And the the one for for The Witcher Three for for uh, those Gog. guys, yeah. Gog Galaxy. All right, I've I've already got like four or five on my hard drive. I don't want another. I don't want to install anything else that I don't want to install. Now I do actually have Epic downloaded because I played Fortnite and I, t I downloaded some of the free games already. So I'm not the person. But there are plenty of people who just want one program, one storefront, and players deserve to choose where they purchase their products. They deserve the right to choose who they fund and who they don't, whether it's Epic or Valve or, or, or PlayStation or Xbox. We deserve I, that right. And if you do want to take away that right because it's financially fine for you, please allow us to have our frustration. I, I, I kind of disagree with that. Uh, I mean, like, if you want the Walmart brand of a particular item... They make like a really good frozen pizza that you like, but you don't like shopping at Walmart, then you don't get the Walmart pizza that you want. You either you got to make sacrifices, right? Well, if you okay. Play Metro. Well, that's a bad that's a bad analogy. It's like if if Walmart decided they're no longer carrying Coca Cola because they have a political difference with Coca Cola, I'd be pretty upset with Walmart. Really. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, man, I like Coca-Cola, I like Walmart, I like Coke products, well, I want to buy Mountain Dew, I want to be able to buy it at Walmart where I buy all my groceries, I guess I'll go to the place that still sells Coke instead. So, I think that, uh, I understand where you're both coming from, uh, we're kind of getting into, like, monopoly territory here. So, you're saying that gamers should have a, a choice, right, Boogie, that they, they should be able to choose where they want to buy their products. Well, I mean, right? not necessarily every time. What I'm saying is that if, if I don't have that choice, you should allow me to be frustrated by it. Oh, I completely agree yeah. with that. Okay, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Sorry, I'm not trying to take that away. Yeah. And I apologize if, if you got that from what I was saying, because that's not what I meant. 
Yeah, well, that's I, that, that's all I'm ever saying. At the end of the day, okay. I'm saying like I should be allowed to be frustrated that I have to make a yeah. second trip to buy the product I want, or I have to launch <laughs> a second installer. It takes yeah. it inconveniences me, it frustrates me, it irritates me, it makes my life more complicated, and I'm going to voice my frustration. And the most common way for a consumer to voice their frustration is by not purchasing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Saying, well, then yeah, you know what? I'll go to a different store, folks, or I'll go to the place that has the thing I want, or I won't buy the thing at all. I'll just give up. I don't care. I don't care. I don't need this. I don't need. I don't need this extra frustration in my life. I'll drink Pepsi. I think like so. Here's the thing, well, right? Like, in, in, that's just crazy talk. Don't. Oh, it is crazy. Yeah, Pepsi is disgusting. Yeah. But stuff. So, uh, I'm all for competition, right? That's what we should have. Steam and Epic should fight each other so that Steam is not the only name in the market, and developers can now get a better deal. That's all great. I, I want them to fight each other on a different axis of, if you want to play this game, you have to buy it here. If you want to play this game, you have to buy it here, right? Yep. I want to be able to buy it in both places, but I want you to compete for my money. That's what I want. I want Steam to offer me, you know, like cool extra trading cards or whatever people like on Steam. And Epic can give me a $10 <laughs> discount. And Steam can be like, we'll mail you a sweet hat. And Epic will be like, we'll send you a whole horse if you buy the game here. We don't know what you're going to do. But you got to eat horses it all are in one expensive. That's what I want, right? I want them to compete. I want to have the choice. They're not competing in the same way for my my dollars. If it's like, well, I want to play Horizon Zero Dawn, I guess I will have to buy a PlayStation now. As opposed to like, that's the competition that is better for the consumer, right? Because now, if if that game was also on Xbox and also on Switch, I understand that that's not possible, but... Now, those platforms actually have to compete for my dollar, and they have to offer me something that the other platforms aren't. And that's sure. good for us as consumers. Right. It is less good for us when they are competing in ways that's like, well, I just have to download the Epic Store to, to buy this now. I don't have a choice. If I want to play the game, that's what I have to do. So now my choice is not, who do I want to give my money to? It's, do I want to play this game or not? And that's a shitty choice yeah. to force yeah. on me as a consumer. Which was which is why I was yeah, all yeah, about which is why I was all about the Epic Store in my first video because I'm like, man, competition and they're gonna get Steam back on their feet and Steam's gonna start giving developers a better cut and the prices are gonna get cheaper, we're gonna start getting more free games, we're gonna get competition. The same way when we came into this new console generation and Xbox was resting on its laurel trying to ship a connect nobody wanted and trying to get rid of physical media and all this other stuff, we had the option, and I was glad we had the option, so PlayStation won that generation. And I'm glad because it made a much better Xbox, and Xbox is awesome now. I think it's a great decision to buy an Xbox One X right now, and I highly recommend it, just not at the beginning of this generation. And I hope that Xbox can really compete this next generation, because PlayStation is starting to rest on their laurels. And here's the thing, if there was only one of those two, then we would be dealing with whatever nightmare future they created for us, Sony and their censorship in their in the West right now, or or Sony and their refusal to work with a lot of game uh, uh, YouTubers, or Xbox and their decision to try to get rid of physical media and ship a connect with every unit everybody'd have to have a stupid connect built into a system they didn't want to use you know uh, and so that's why i was so excited to see steam get woken up the sleeping giant woken up and nope nope now epic is pulling this crap and i i the worst part about it is i kind of know a couple people at epic at some point i just want to like just knock on their door and be like why are you doing this i i had your back i was rooting for you i wanted you to be the good boys I wanted to be. I wanted to have an option to buy where to buy my games. I wanted you to be the the pro consumer that woke up Steam. Because here's the thing: I'm always going to root for Steam, and I always want Steam to win because I own like a thousand games on Steam, <laughs> and I don't want those games going away. Am I wrong? Yeah. 
And we're no, wrong. I, mean, I, I, I 100% agree. I, you know, whenever the Epic Store launched and they were like, hey, we have some exclusive games, it really, to me, it felt like a ploy of, we just want to get the people who don't have the Steam launcher because they don't like Fortnite to download it and just look at our storefront and get the people who only have it because they play Fortnite to look at the store and play something other than Fortnite for a hot second. And uh, I mean, I was on board, right? Like I went over there, I bought the Hades early access thing and that game is Same. fun yeah. and great, but it looks like that going forward, their plan might be to just buy games to be exclusive to the Epic Store and that I'm a little less on board with. Yeah. Right. And I, I also just prefer Steam because it's a much well-rounded uh, social area. Yeah, it's, uh, like uh, I, I, still I still talk to people on Steam every couple of days. I, I mean, it's had... 100 years to build itself yeah. up to the be the platform that it is and the epic store just launched and like obviously they they have blueprints to follow but it was probably like a pretty last minute thing of like let's make a store and like buy a bunch of games to put on it or whatever and they're kind of kind of feels like they're flying by the seat of their pants at this point oh, whenever yeah. somebody's like hey why don't you have that feature they're like oh, okay we'll work on that one next yeah, we'll work on that yeah let's hire why don't we why don't you have any games okay we'll buy some games for it Hey, MTG Arena, why don't you have a friends list? Maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll work, guys. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll build <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. They don't, they don't listen to us. They don't. I mean, you know, All right, probably we, neither does Epic. We complain about video games for a while. Let's, do we have another weird question? Yeah, I got oh, a question. Yeah. This is from uh, somebody on your Twitter. at I, I couldn't tell if it was uh, 100G or 100G, but uh, if your brain had a tongue, what would the inside of your skull taste like? Ooh. I imagine. Ooh. Okay. All right, this is gross. <laughs> this is gross. I saw a picture it, it earlier. Is gross, but no, 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 no. My answer is. Lick the... Wait, Hold on. Hang on. Listen. No, no, no. Listen to me. I'm trying Just to taste. To I'm trying right, to taste what, what the got? inside of my brain must taste like. I'm trying to get an this idea. Is a gross. I, I was looking it. at pictures on the internet earlier, and there was a picture of somebody post surgery, like post brain surgery, and the like gauze stuff uh, that was on their head was kind of iodine colored, not like blood colored, and so. Okay. I, it just made me think that, like, maybe the inside of my skull tastes like iodine. Because it's, like, that color. What does iodine taste like? I don't you know. Whatever the inside of your skull iodine? tastes like. I don't... Okay. You definitely are not supposed to eat iodine. Don't. Nobody eat iodine. There's no way it tastes good. It's probably not even it's worth it. It's also poison. Probably. I think it's poison. But don't you take iodine tablets to, like, get unradiated? I don't know, man. Unradiated. It's, either way, it's medication. Don't take medication without a doctor. No, I'm yeah, not advocating yeah. that you guys should go eat iodine. <laughs> That's not my point. I'm just curious what it tastes like. Okay, so okay, find orange Kool-Aid. I fucking changed my mind. Orange Kool-Aid. Okay, so your skull is definitely going to taste like um, bone. And if you've ever had raw bone in your mouth, you know what that tastes like. Um, but, hang hold on. on. Hold on. We've all had raw bone in our mouth, right? Not human bone. Well, bone I'm pretty sure. Different. I don't know. Bone. Does it? Yeah. Does it? Because bird bone yeah. tastes different, but I'm pretty sure we taste like raw pork bone. Pretty sure. Okay, like, but but I'm saying sure. like like beef bone tastes different, right? Than uh, than chicken bone. Maybe. And yeah. That's why are you guys true. eating so many bones? What the hell? You've never had like marrow stew or anything like oh, that. Oh, it's so good. It's really no. good. But those are from a very specific part of the animal. Right. Different bones right. taste different, even in the same animal. Okay. So your skull. It's been marinating in all your brain juices. Right. I mean, right? It's, I'll bet it's a much more intellectual. Flavor. And cerebral fluid, <laughs> I think, is going to taste very much like lymph. And I've tasted lymph before. 
So lymph, tasted what now? Lymph. Is it made up of the same thing? It's. I mean, it's going to be made up of that same lymphy, clear stuff that you know. You're mostly water. It's going to be a lot of water, and it's going to have lymph in it. It's going to have blood in it too. You keep saying this word, and lymph? it's another ring of McGuff situation. Lymph. You don't know. The, you don't know what lymph what is. is? No, you have is a that? you have a lymphatic system in your body. And so you have a secondary circulatory system called the lymphatic system, okay? Okay, I and think so, I remember that from biology right, so you're, class. You're, and the, the reason I know all of this is because I have a condition called lymphedema. I have lymph... Uh, Are you a right. lymphomaniac? And so lymph, have you ever, bled, have you ever had a, 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 like a, a necrotic wound or a bad wound that, that bled a clear yep. liquid? You never you ever, got hit by a Have you ever bled a clear liquid or a kind of mostly clear liquid? No. Okay. I've never had that happen. Well, that is called lymph, and you will with some injuries, especially as you get older there. Um, and so, like a threat, you will. Yeah, you will. <laughs> You're going to bleed clear, you son of a bitch. When I get my hands on you. Okay, so what happens is uh, is the, the, the lymph will be brought to uh, the, the white blood cells, the lymph, that can be brought to you by the, the red blood cell system, but there's a super highway known as the lymphatic system that will get that lymph and those white blood cells and all that other stuff there. And it's also supposed to help clean it up out of the blood system to keep it from having to go through that, that now dead bacteria and that now dead white blood cell shouldn't have to go through your heart because that's dangerous. Okay. So let's have a new system, a lymphatic system where we suck all that stuff up and immediately get rid of it without it ever having to spend any more time in the bloodstream. And so that's okay. the lymphatic system. So cerebral fluid is going to be made mostly up of the same stuff that your lymph is made out of, that clear liquid that you might bleed sometimes. And I've had that clear liquid in my mouth before. I think it's going to taste not too different from saliva, just the flavoring of whatever cerebral fluid is. <laughs> and, I don't, and I don't know what the flavoring of, I don't know what cerebral fluid, I don't know what the special thing in well, okay. cerebral fluid is, but I imagine it's going to taste different per person because... People's blood tastes different per person, and do not ask me how I know that. Thank well, you. I know you specifically told me not to ask you, but I'm gonna because no, I hate okay, people. fair enough. I Listen, hate people. If you're not gonna tell me, you're not gonna tell like. Me. I mean, is that part of what's responsible for carrying like electrical impulses down your brain? Because if so, then spicy. Oh, spicy. Mm. It's like a nine volt battery, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's like licking a battery. I'm really mad about a TikTok meme. You know the one where the mint <laughs> is too spicy? The where the mint is too spicy? Uh -huh. Yes, yeah. yeah minty yeah, spicy, is the yeah. opposite of spicy. Uh, minty cold, no, is the opposite. It's spicy. No, no, no. No, it's, it's no, because listen, when you eat spicy food and you breathe it out, it's hot. It tastes hot. And mint tastes cool. It's the opposite of spicy. Yeah, cold spicy. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, called spicy. No, it's the opposite of spicy. We don't ever call spicy hot spicy. That's yeah, just do. spicy. You've never had hot yeah. and spicy wings? Shut yeah. up. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I think you got him. I think you got him. Got him. You proved him wrong on this TikTok meme. Yeah, we were trying to have a conversation last night, and you were just like looking at TikTok memes. <laughs> and I guess we were talking too loud because at one point you just like turned it up and then turned the screen around to face us well i wanted you to see you the TikTok meme. meme. i wanted you to see the tiktok meme it was a very good tiktok meme i'm so bored of good. tiktok already 
Yeah, I got really bored with it. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, whenever you're just like scrolling through the thing, it's just like the same four jokes over and over and over again. Right. And that, not particularly creatively either. I have, let me tell you this though, I do have a collection of people I found on TikTok. Here's what I do like about TikTok. So, Hold on. Wait, are, wait, 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 hang on. You, is this how you know how many different tapes, types of blood that people have? Yes, this is how. I'm trying to change the topic. I do not want to talk about how I've tasted so many different types of blood. Okay. It's a TikTok-related thing, though. Thank you. What so, type tastes the best, though? Like O-positive or? I don't know. Okay. I've only had, I've only tasted three different people's blood, but they all taste very different. Do you know if it was they were like different blood type or just like their? I honestly don't know. I know you don't want to talk about this, but I'm really interested. I don't know. We can move on. We can move on. Okay, we should move on. Okay, you have a collection of TikTok people. So, uh, what is interesting about TikTok, and I think this is really cool, there are a lot of people on there who would not be successful on YouTube, might be successful elsewhere, and they might happen to have a disability. Or they might happen to be not particularly attractive. There's a lot of morbidly obese people on uh, TikTok who do very well, have very big followings there. So you do have to scroll through like 97 e-girls who are all like doing that rower song and stuff about how warm I am and stuff. Like you have to. How warm are you? Yeah, I'm apparently me so warm. I guess I don't know something <laughs> f- for my bulgy wulgy. I don't know this. I don't like that song. I don't want to hear that, and I don't want to watch a. T- 16-year-old girl pounce on my bulgy... It's awful. It's awful. It's you gotta awful. stop talking. Please yeah, stop. just please don't make me look at this, right? This is so bad. But every once in a while, I might hit somebody who has a messed up grill like I do, and that's interesting, all right? Or they might have a disability, grill, okay? Or they might have... Uh, they might be morbidly obese, okay? And I'm like, oh, good for you, man. And then I'll watch their... I'll watch their videos... And they're all really good too, right? And so, like, okay, I probably this might get me in trouble, and I don't care because I'm I'm gonna celebrate it, and you can get mad at me for celebrating it if you no. want to. All right, F- fuck you if you don't want me to celebrate this. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I know I'm gonna get in trouble. I don't care. I feel like he doesn't care, guys. Okay. Um. So there's a few people with Down syndrome on on the format, and they are incredible creators. They are so funny, and they are so cool, and I know that the deck is stacked against them, and I know they're dealing with their disability, and yet uh, it's even better for me. It's even funnier to me when I know that, that they're they're dealing with their disability, they're dealing with their issues, and they turn out to be super funny, and they turn out the to be super sweet and super you're not super laughing kind. at them for having Down syndrome. You're laughing at them because they are creative in spite of their disability, right? Right, right. especially because most of the people who I might follow who do have Down syndrome, the joke is never, hey, I have Down syndrome, ha, 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 Because that's the, shitty and right? not funny. The joke is, hey, Dad, how many likes do I need to get before I can get a new whatever, you know? And they're, they might be doing the memes, or they might be doing something creative or brand new or something interesting, right? Or maybe sometimes they'll do a joke that doesn't land. I don't care. I'm just like, I, I just enjoy, like, this person has Downs, and they're, and they're not afraid to be out in the world, and they're not afraid to, to tell jokes, and they're not afraid to be a creator, and they're successful. they want to be treated like a human right? being. And they right? are, and they are getting treated like a human being because they are being very successful in the platform and a lot of people are supporting them and they're getting lots of likes and a lot of positive contents and so much hate. Oh my God. I've like the vitriolic hate I've ever like, Oh my God. It's such, such hate. I can't imagine enduring that kind of hatred that these people have to put up with. And I don't just mean somebody with down syndrome. I'm talking about somebody who's just not a pretty on, on TikTok. If you're not pretty on TikTok, you're just going to get, Eviscerated, eviscerated. It's insane. TikTok is such a vile, vile, horrible place. Never read the comments. It's so bad. Makes YouTube comments look sane. But anyway, long story short, yeah, it's cool that TikTok has that. 
And it was yes. cool that Vine had that. I, I guess it's right. cool that they encourage creators. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, like, I'm not cool it. that people are shitty. So I, I, yeah. I there's probably a few people, because like, a lot of, like, early on when I was on Vine, I just liked everybody who liked my stuff. Like, I just followed everybody who followed me, like the first 100 people or whatever. So I was like 20 people. I don't know. I mean, it was like the first five. I don't even remember. I've unfollowed most of the problematic accounts I might have accidentally followed at some point. So if you go, if I accidentally followed a Nazi, I didn't vet everybody, so like you know the PewDiePie problem, I might have accidentally followed a Nazi. I'm sorry if I did in advance. In advance, that happened to me in my uh, my stalking days. Right. But most of the people I follow are pretty unique and cool people with like different bodies and different faces and different shapes and different issues. And there's one young lady who has um, Tourette's, and again, the joke is never I have Tourette's. She does talk about her Tourette's and the struggles it gives her, but often the jokes or the vlogs or whatever it is are just her living her life, right? And, like, sometimes she will, like, be like, oh, today I had a really bad tick fit, and, like, she'll still be going through the tick fit. So, like, I think one of the things she says is, uh, uh, like, not right now. Not right now. So she'll say that over and over and over again. And it's just interesting. It's just interesting to see those people get to, a chance to express themselves. Sure, I don't know anything about what it's like to have Therese. I'm interested in if you if you want to share, yeah. right? Yeah, the most, I, I, I think, um... I don't. I've never known anybody with verbal Tourette's. Or obviously, I know Ethan from H three, and Ethan does have uh, Tourette's. So I learned a lot through uh, learned a lot through Ethan and his struggles to yeah. keep his face still, basically. You know. Okay. And did you see their gender reveal? Oh, did you see I their gender really... reveal? No, I didn't watch it. They're, I was they're just hoping ha- that awkward silence would go on yeah, for it was, it was thirty to forty five seconds. They're having a Spider Man. Hashtag Spider-Man in chat. Are they actually having a Papa baby? Bliss. Yeah, they're having a baby. And she's, uh, oh, nice. I think she's about five or six months along. Um, and Ethan still looks way more pregnant than she does. Uh, but he did a, they did a gender reveal, and they did like the box full of balloons, and they opened up the box full of balloons, and it was all clear. It was all clear balloons. Oh, okay. And they're like, we're not going to we're not going to put a gender on a child. When he or she is ready, she'll determine what her gender is or his gender is. Like, how dare you? How dare you? And I was like, Ethan, this is why people attack you. <laughs> right? Like this I was like expecting like the super wholesome video. And he's all like, You sons of bitches, how dare you try to gender my <laughs> unborn child? And I'm like, No, no. <laughs> this is why they don't like it when I go on your podcast. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> but also, whatever. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But then, like at some point, he pans his he pans his camera up to the ceiling, and there's also a Spider Man balloon up there, and he's like, "We're having a Spider Man." And Ethan or Ela begged him not to include that in the video, and begged him to say, "Please, can we not pretend we're having a Spider Man?" And oh, no, now, great. and that's no, all I'm great. doing now. I'm just pretending it's a Spider Man. I'm gonna buy him okay. like a Spider Man onesie, and if I see yeah. him out in L.A., I'm gonna bring him a Spider Man onesie, and it's gonna be It'd all Spider Man stuff. Spider Man, a Spider Man onesie, though, right? Well, no, because he's gonna need it when he's fighting baby crime. Yeah, he's Spider Man wears a suit. That's not what his skin looks like. Yeah, if well, that's yeah, what his skin looked like, you wouldn't want to get him like, that. Hey, this is my costume. Let me get you a costume of your costume. It's like if you knew a doctor, right? And you're like, hey, let's go to Halloween. Don't wear your scrubs. I'll get you a costume, and you got him a doctor costume. But the but the baby Spider Man isn't going to be born with a Spider Man suit, right? Yeah. Are you sure they don't just come out like that? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm get him his. Sure. I'm gonna get him his favorite, his first suit. I've seen all of the Spider Man movies. What would okay? So doesn't, that doesn't. There weren't any baby Spider Man in any of them, were there? I yeah, there were. The most recent one, I think. 
Somebody said right. bullet bullet of God says uh, he has to wear it when he's fighting baby Doc Ock. What would baby Doc Ock's motivation be to be evil? Do you think? Uh, uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm not clear on what Doc Ock's motivation to be evil is. Did you not play through Spider-Man PS4? No. Oh my God! What is wrong with you? This is such a good game, and Fair neither enough. of you are no, playing no, Kingdom Hearts Three either, are you? No. I am. Don't okay. worry, I got that one. Okay, that's good. Man. I know. It, I know. Good. At the beginning of this podcast, the beginning of the year, we all we all made a, a solemn vow that we would play the most popular games, the big AAA titles. Mm-hmm. So, dig them up. We're splitting them up. All right, we got it. We're we're full coverage. Let me. I go. played RE2. Coverage, playing Kingdom Hearts. Frontal. Okay, so I will play Sekiro. He will play. I don't know. That's the only games that I <laughs> That's it. Those are the only games. So no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers for Kingdom Hearts 3. Except I do want to say this. Oh my God, is it good. It's everything <laughs> I wanted it to be. Because you go into this world and you're meeting these characters and you're going through this plot. And I just seen that one movie. And I'm not going to even mention the movies that they're involving because I don't want to spoil that for you. But like, and then you go to this world and you unlock that world. And I'm like, oh my God. And then the, the combat is so good. And originally when I played it at E3, I was like, man, like these, the, 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 the teacup ride or whatever, like the Splash Mountain ride. I was like, oh, don't do this. But no, I love it now. And then like all the, the, the keyblades and the way they transform. Oh my God. I just can't get enough. And I can't believe I took the time to sit in here and talk to you idiots. What I could be playing that game right now. In fact, that's why I'm gonna go. Oh, it's so good. It We're in it early, so folks. So good. I'll do. It is. I. It's. I. I'm, it's probably my new medication <laughs> that's working. <laughs> that's making yeah. this game so good. But okay, I'm just like prescribe Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, I'm just like man. It's so hard not to talk about it. Somebody says in chat, "Yes, it is, dude. It's so difficult because I want to talk about it so bad. I just want to sing the songs from the game or whatever." And when I got to that one point and they're in the boat, I started crying. And I just seen that movie on an airplane, and I'm like crying. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And it's interesting how they retold the story to involve the Kingdom Heart characters, and uh and the plot doesn't make no sense at all. <laughs> I don't got no idea what's going on, man. It's like there's there's thirteen hearts. 12 lights, 9 darks, and 16 boys, and there's rap. I don't know, man. How many rappers are there? Yeah, how many Keyblades are in this game? I want to get all of them. All (laughs) the Keyblades. How many Keyblades are there? Well, at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2, we do see an entire field of different Keyblades, so maybe an infinite number of Keyblades. It, it just matter. It just matters how many worlds that Sora and Organization Thirteen can discover. Okay. What do you think happened to Organizations One through Twelve? Well, they're just not focused on this. They're There's focused thirteen on people in it, and to be specific, this is the third Organization Thirteen. I think it's at least the second. So they're Organization Thirteen Three. Yes, this is That's from a- this is from the company that named a video game Kingdom Hearts Two Fifty Five by Two. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it what we call like right, dream drop distance? Sure. Yeah, dream drop distance. That doesn't even make sense. At least that's fun to say. I like saying dream drop distance. Oh, it's the second. It's a second. So it's 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 actually organization. Yeah, three fifty eight slash two. Three hundred fifty eight days times over two. So I don't know what I don't even know how to yeah. pass that one. Ellis, uh, organization one is basically the government, and then organization two is the government for the government. Yeah, if you want organization see, three, make sure that all of the candy bars taste. If you good. want to see what a real government shutdown looks like, <laughs> download Kingdom Hearts. Check out Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> is there a government in that game? Is there a government in that game? I have no in the idea. First one, there's like Traverse Town, but I'm, it's not clear to me if there's like a mayor. 
of Traverse Town or oh because there's stores so they presumably have like an economy and commerce but I've never seen anybody so if it's a town somebody something about a town definitely like implies a small local government I think like a village like okay so there's like a hamlet village like those kinds of things they don't have like a mayor you can't be a mayor of a village you could be like a leader you maybe could be an elder of a you village. could be an elder could be a mayor of a village but once you get up to like town and stuff there's definitely like oh we elected a mayor and he like makes sure that all the dudes pick up the trash and fix the potholes and whatever there's also only like four people in that town so Maybe they just take turns wearing the mayor hat. Just, yeah, maybe it's a sash. I think the mayor has. A oh, sash. he gets a sash. Okay. Yeah. yeah I will. Yeah, yeah. I will say this though, and this is a very, very minor, minor spoiler for Kingdom Hearts Three. The most minor. It's so minor. But as that game opens, as you put in Kingdom Hearts Three, they have a minor story they have to finish telling. So up on the screen, it flashes up Kingdom Hearts Two Point Nine for a second. And I, I rolled like a 14-year-old girl. Dude, I saw what my brain looked like. I was like, oh, my God, you're killing me. You're, you're killing me, Kingdom Hearts. No, no, Kingdom Hearts 2.9. Why don't you kiss my ass? I want to play Kingdom Hearts 3. What's going on? And I didn't realize why they were doing it. I didn't understand why they were doing it. But now I do. But I didn't at the time. Uh, so you sons of bitches. All right. All right. We should maybe hey. start wrapping this up. Do we have another weird question or anything? You got something for me? I Jared? got a bunch of weird questions. Give us, give us um, one more crazy one. Okay. Oh, a crazy one. Give me some right. weird. Certified uh, insane person. Which, so. Oh, wait. We you got something, Boogie? No. Which celebrity okay. would you eat was still my favorite one. Okay. Well, this is kind of related to that. Oh, you nice. know, we talk a lot about like eating stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and stuff. Kevin Bacon, by the way. Nice. If you had to kill... And eat a D and D monster. What would you kill and eat? How would you kill and eat it? That was from Yuki Uzumaki. Okay, Who? so I have so many qualifying questions. The first of which is: if I don't like it, do I have to finish it? Yeah, you gotta eat the whole thing, the whole yeah, plate. You, you gotta eat the whole plate. Because yeah, my gotta, my, gotta, my original kill and make a dish out of the thing. My original thought was: well, I would kill a Tarask so I could eat forever, pretty much. You think a Trask tastes good, though? I bet yeah, a Trask tastes real bad. Right, because they're old, right? You that, want some? Well, it's also that, like, Tarasks are specifically designed to just kill you always. So even in death, I feel like it would find a way to yeah. kill you with its corpse. It's, also, yeah. part of the question was, how would you kill it? How are you going to go about killing that Tarask? Boogie? <laughs> oh, they're easy to kill, dude. They're easy to kill? Yeah, just got to be level 20 and, like, you know, be a wizard and just disintegrate its face. It's not a big deal. They're, they're spell immune. Yeah, they're spell immune. <laughs> Not with the right magic items, which I will create. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right, all right, uh, all right. So Ellis, I mean, uh, Boogie is going to be a wizard and kill right. a Tarask. And then I no, guess no, 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 because if I have to eat the whole thing, I don't want to. Now. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, over the course of your whole life, you got I, your whole life. I, I'm willing to gamble that gelatinous cubes are delicious. I was oh, going to yeah, say that, man. I'm going to eat like yeah. a great ooze. Yeah, they probably taste like Jello. Yeah. I want to eat one of the mushroom people. That'd be good, or like a probably. green slod because it's basically a salad. Oh yeah, it's a salad. Now if the mushroom person, I'm gonna make a good stew. If you're not hungry, you can just have a gnome for a snack. The the fact that they're I called people is I made me a little uncomfortable that I said it, but mushroom person, mushroom I mean, person. Look, man, you want to eat a people? I, I'm not here to argue with you. I've licked some people. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I've tasted blood. Well, the yeah. just, Multiple uh, bloods. <laughs> like <laughs> killing a lich and, and eating its bones? I don't nah. know. I don't want those those dry bones. Uh-uh. Ex- that's extremely cursed. What like, you, animal you will be extremely cursed by a lich bone? What do you want to eat the most in the mushroom kingdom? I think just the one-up mushroom. Oh, God, yeah. what are their chocolate coins? And that's why oh, what if those are chocolate, oh, they're all chocolate coins. coins. Oh, God. I want oh, that so bad. They might be chocolate coins. Actually, I once I bought this little cube um, shaped like a question mark block, and it was filled with uh, edible coins from like uh, like Target or whatever. Don't uh-huh. buy it because they're gross. And they were just like those weird chalky sours, and they were bad. Oh. Why? I oh, wanted them yeah, to taste I know. good. I've had one of those. I know what you're talking about. I mm. like that kind of candy, but I do not. I like I like bad candy. So that's a whole different conversation. You, okay. I, can I eat a toad? Answer me, please. Can I eat a toad? I don't care. It, I mean, I'm not the I'm not the boss of toads. I mean, you it, eat whatever the fuck you want to eat. Up. The dude like has a family. Why is it fucked up to eat a toad, but not to eat a mushroom person from D and D? They got families. Oh, do they? Yeah. Why? Oh, then that changes so. Then that changes oh, everything. I thought they were up. all bachelors. <laughs> They're all bachelors. Yeah, it's okay to kill a bachelor. Right. That's the rule. Turn them into bachelor chow. Yeah. Murder all bachelors. So, can I eat a Yoshi egg, but, like, not one that's about to hatch? Yeah, I would assume so, right? Like, that's cool, right? What if it hatches be. inside you? Well, I mean, Birdo... I would, like, cook it. Okay. Well, yeah, you cook it first, right? You don't eat the egg whole. Boogie, yeah. hold on, wait a I'm second. I'm trying to, like, bulk How up. How are you eating eggs? Are you just popping them in your mouth whole? Yeah. He's reverse Birdo. How else do you eat them? What, okay, what are the eggs that Birdo shoots? Are they Yoshi eggs? Are they bur- Birdo eggs? Oh, they're Birdo eggs. I've only ever seen one Birdo. Be careful about what you say about Birdo, by the way, because he's the only like, officially them. trans character in all of Super Mario World. Okay. So be careful, man. You be you be you be nice. I don't want to beat your ass. Boy. I feel I be feel nice like Birdo. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we would have been fine until you put this weird restriction on everything that we have to say now. No, I want a bumper sticker actually that says "Don't talk shit about Birdo or I'll beat your ass." Yeah, I want that too. <laughs> okay. Don't Listen, talk I shit can, about Birdo. I'm not talking shit about Birdo. I just want to know what the eggs are that Birdo shoots. That's his. That's wait. Okay, oh, that's her oh, business. Oh, you did it. I, I was going to say his or her business. Now you're going to beat your own ass. But I now I have to beat business. my own ass. That's their business. That's true. That's true. And next week, while Boogie beats his own ass. Join us next week. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it, guys. That was a, that was a fun stream. This, this is way better one. than watching the Superb Owl. Oh, yeah. Not, the Superb Owl. Yeah. You're not allowed to say the other one thing. You can yeah. say the big game. Can the, big the big game. Yeah, you can you talk can't... about uh, superhero bowls. Yep, you oh. can say superb owl. I yeah, saw a true. really great owl today. Bowl. Saw a really great owl in um, Adam the Woo's video. Go yeah. watch him on YouTube. Check him out, Adam the Woo. There's videos we've done together. All right, guys. Hey, I should remind you, we do have a Patreon, and we would love your support because these boys are trying to turn this into a paying gig. So if you can go to patreon.com slash bigstackpodcast and support us there, it would be great. You can follow us on YouTube, and watching those YouTube videos is another great way to make sure that we make a couple of bucks for each episode we are doing. Um, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, be sure to rate us and let iTunes, Spotify, wherever else you're listening to us know that you enjoy the show and we really appreciate you guys listening um and you can always follow the boys at twitch.tv slash big underscore breakfast and i'd love it if you guys did because uh these boys are working hard we to make their dreams too. come true um we'd love it make our dreams come true 
All right, guys, we're going to wrap up the podcast. Taco Bell at four in the morning, somebody was like, hey, welcome to Taco Bell. How can I make your taco dreams come true tonight? And that's my favorite fast food experience. <laughs> I do like Taco Bell. I can't really eat their food uh, before surgery and after surgery. It makes me want to die. <laughs> but the people there are nice. They are. Hey, you can also follow Big Breakfast on Twitter at Big B Fast. Have we? Oh yeah, that's right. Have we tweeted yeah, we anything haven't. from the uh, from our new from our uh, the Big Stack podcast uh, account? No. Follow us on Twitter <laughs> at the Big Stack to find see our first tweet three years from now. <laughs> oh god! No, one day, one day we can, there's a lot of twitters going around. One day we'll get some jokes on them. Yeah. We may right. we may yep. be bad at this, but at least we're having fun, guys. As Hold always, I'm great at this. you are. I love mm-hmm. you. Thanks for carrying us, Jake. Guys, as always, thanks for watching. We love you very much. And we'll speak with you again soon. Have a great night. Bye. Goodbye.